We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good Saturday morning. I hope you're doing well. Happy, happy Saturday, I like to say. It's another fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. Yep, got an important election coming up. A primary for some, but the final for others. So we start things off with Daniel Fisher, candidate for Alachua County School Board. Identifying problems and trying to fix them. It's the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Daniel Fisher in this studio, and welcome, Daniel. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, Daniel's running for school board, Alachua County District 1. Uh, in my opinion, the school board needs uh, some help, uh, an injection of some common sense. And right off the bat, uh, you talked about uh, the importance of reading, big push for reading by third grade. One of the other gentlemen that's running, not against you, but for the uh, different district seat, uh, District 3, Ray Holt, uh, said very similar things and i like that so i guess go into greater detail big push uh for reading by third grade now how do you go about doing that well that's a great question i i will tell you the reason why that's so important is the stats back it up 75 percent of kids who struggle to read by third grade are never going to catch up and 90 percent of all the high school dropouts all struggle to read by third grade. So the stats are pretty clear. This is really a point of focus that has to be addressed. And I think what we can do immediately, Number one is we can add more Paris to the classroom. Kindergarten, first, and second grade is critical that those teachers have help. The student ratio doesn't – I mean, there's a lot of kids in there. And when you have those three kids, those that are struggling, those are on, on pace and those are above, it's almost impossible for a teacher to give – all the attention to all those kids. And so we could add Paris to those rooms, which would make a huge difference in helping them read. It is. I don't know what the numbers are in terms of, look, if you're uh, a little economically challenged, you may have both uh, parents working or you might have uh, a single parent Mm -hmm. scenario working hard. So that makes it tougher for the volunteer thing uh, to happen for those that are uh, economically challenged. Yes, and that's where VPK, volunteer Pre-K is also a big part of this, which takes those kids and help them get ready to learn so they come into kindergarten on where they should be and not behind. And you put all that together, and then you also just get some of the politics out of the classroom. You know, get focused back on learning to read, getting these kids, because here's the thing. You hear so much talk about the magnet programs. We need to do away with them. It's unfair. No, what's unfair is that we haven't worked hard to get all those kids 
to reading by third grade so that the magnet program dual enrollment becomes an option for them. And, you know, we as parents shouldn't be making the choice to shut doors. That should be the child to decide. And how the child is best empowered to learn is to get them reading by third grade, Bob. Yeah, it frightens me when I hear the talk that comes from the left of center political folks who really they want equity, which means they want the same outcome. So a magnet program that you would want your kids to strive to be maybe a part of or, or to be involved in. Instead, you know, they want to kind of almost punish that, deflate that, and it makes the other kids look better by comparison. That makes no sense. You have the highest quartile performing at a very high level. You want to bring up the lowest quartile, right? Well, you have to. And it's interesting when they talk about the magnet programs because it's like they forget that we need our country needs doctors, engineers, architects. Somebody has to do that job. And the only way they do we that job. We can all be philosophers we cannot, and artists. <laughs> no, we cannot, as much as we would like. And so here's what I've learned a long time ago from my years in the military and success. You'll never achieve excellence by tearing people down or programs down. It just doesn't happen. Excellence is achieved through discipline, hard work, and empowerment. And that's where, in my opinion, the focus needs to be. You cannot Say be that tearing. one more time. Discipline? Discipline, hard work, and dedication is how you achieve success. It is not by tearing people or programs down. That will never work. It never has worked, and it never will work. I love that philosophy. 28-year retired Air Force uh, uh, intelligence officer, right? Well, chief master sergeant. Oh, okay. All right. So you were enlisted? I was. All right. I chose to stay enlisted because that's where I felt I had the most influence with people and the young airmen. All right. Uh, you ran a couple of small businesses, uh, six years in ag logistics. What does that mean? Well, I was working for Sunsweet Growers, and I handled the order of fulfillment for their uh, $280 million sales. So we had domestic, international, and we had to manage all those orders and brokers and you know, the whole shebang that goes with logistics. Now, you're currently a teacher right now. I am at Williston Middle High School. I, last year, I taught English language arts, and this year I'm teaching history and social studies. Wow. So... Um, this is going to take more of your time. I know you've got uh, four kids, uh, but you're willing to put yourself out there. Um, you think? Uh, what do you think? You could make a difference right away? You think it'll take a couple of years? Well, I think we can make a big difference right away just to be a functioning school board. You know, right now, so much of the energy and the effort is just on arguing with each other and fighting you know, City Hall and just the whole shebang and talking, talking, talking. And what I'm trying to give the voters of Alachua County is an option of somebody who's actually done a lot in a high level management of an organization. And so I kind of understand that it doesn't really matter if I like somebody or not. At right. the end of the day, we have to accomplish a mission, which is getting our kids educated. And when you got some big moving parts, uh, it takes somebody with a little bit of expertise dealing with that. And and uh, your career, your jobs that you've held would, would lend itself toward that. And you also mentioned, same thing as Ray Holt did, uh, the busing issues and also the, uh, the capital needed for deteriorating schools. And you say, despite these additional taxes, we've still got these issues. We do. And with the transportation issue, it's, it's a lot of this stuff can get solved, I believe, if we go back and just start looking at the fundamentals of what our job is and be a little more strategic in how we approach things. Like, for example, how did a, the board allow us to start another school year without a solution for transportation? That, to me, would have been fundamental last year to work out so that mm -hmm. by the time you get to August 2022, you have a plan that you're executing. Uh, I think board 
Uh, member Russell has done a good job of trying to push the board. But overall, I mean, it's just like they're behind the power curve in almost every single every single thing that they do, and then they can't understand why the plans don't work. We look at Alachua County, and uh, uh, the vast amount of growth seems to be more on the west side. Uh, need for schools there, I think they're behind the curve there too, aren't they? They're behind the curve on being able to manage growth. They have neglected the rezone for about 12 years, which has caused even more problems. Uh, they made a rash decision to move to Williger, which caused even more problems. So it's like everything the board does just creates more chaos and more problems as opposed to actually solving problems. And your your slogan is educate, empower, and engage I'll let you uh, take the the last minute and kind of expand on that. Great. Well, educate. We have to focus on what school systems are supposed to do, which is educate kids to learn and to be prepared to graduate into the world, ready to take it on whatever they choose to do. We have to engage the parents, the caregivers, and the community. This Gainesville has so many incredibly talented people. Why we're not pulling them into the school to help with vision and other things in the school is just beyond me. And then we have to empower the teachers. As a teacher myself, it was eye-opening to find out how much schools really think of teachers as just a secondary position. It's the administration, it's the district, and it really should be the opposite, right? It's like a pilot. At the end of the day, you need a pilot to fly the airplane. At the end of the day, you have to have teachers teaching these kids who want to be there, excited, and they have to feel supported. Yeah, you're the pilot. They're air traffic control. Um, Yeah, I like how you, yeah, I like, but you're the one that's actually got to you know, make it happen. Thank you. And so what I would ask is, you know, what we need to make this happen, Bob, is people have got to get out and vote. They've got to get out and vote. Early voting is open now, as you know. Right now, yeah. And then August 23rd is the big day to vote as well. But if we don't get out and vote and if we don't get our voice heard, then we're going to get what we deserve, which is more dysfunction. So I, I ask everyone out there who's listening, please, please, please not only vote yourself, but grab your friend or two and take them to the polls with you. And let's let's bring in a new future to Alachua County Schools. Yeah, because for some of these seats, it's this isn't a primary. This is it. So yeah, get out there and vote. For more information on Daniel Fisher, go to votefisher.com. And Daniel, we uh, appreciate your time and we wish you the best on this campaign. Thank you, Bob. And hopefully August 24th, it'll be a new, new era in Alachua County Schools. That was Daniel Fisher, candidate for Alachua County School Board on the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Saturday. Coming up next, Carl Zalek, the Turnpike Extension. Is this project dead or alive? We'll talk to him next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy Saturday and welcome to another edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. This time we talked to Carl Zalek, and this might take some time because... It's complicated. Turnpike extension. Is this project dead or alive? Let's ask him right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Carl Zalek, Marion County Commissioner. I was reading this piece in the Ocala Star Banner talking about um, the Turnpike extension. And I just want some clarification because I, there's some confusion and you voted uh, against this three to two vote in December, uh, agreeing to send a letter to FDOT telling them about, you know, the county's comp plan and the farmland preservation area. Why did you vote against sending that letter, you and Kathy Bryant? Yeah, so for me specifically, you know, I went out, looked at all these routes that were proposed and, and you know, and also talked to the folks in the community. But yeah, these were just not the right route. These were not going to be ways we could cut across our community. It would have significantly impacted, um, you know, one of them kind of went up right around our farmland preservation area. Another one went through the Greenway and some other, uh, you know, with Lacusi River and some other places that were really going to be quite environmentally tragic. And, you know, one of the things that we want to protect is, is what makes Marion County beautiful, what makes it the horse capital of the world. So, when you're running a road, just like when we do it in, in Marion County, you know, we want to make sure that we're sensitive to those things. And the route that DOT proposed uh, just weren't going to be something that we could live with. But why not go along with sending the letter to FDOT reminding them that you have a comp plan and you have an FPA, the Farmland Preservation Act, regarding the development of expressways and toll roads? Um, I, I don't, I'm not understanding why you voted against that letter. 
Yeah, so the the letter talked more about um, being w- willing to negotiate on those routes, um, and I wasn't willing to do that. So I voted against that. I was looking for stronger language against those particular routes. Uh, that's what Commissioner Bryant and I were looking for. Okay, um, okay. In the letter. All right, so if you that makes sense. Yeah, you wanted stronger language. You go, just writing a letter isn't enough. I want even stronger language than this. Right. And- and that's exactly what we were trying to do. Okay, so um, are you for uh, a route coming off of the turnpike? It's just a matter of where you put it? So, I, listen, at this point, I honestly don't see – I mean, I've spent a lot of time looking at this issue. I don't see – I think there's a lot of existing corridors that we can use way before we start cutting brand-new paths uh, through – you know, these, these areas, um, you know, that's why basically we asked the OT, we said, listen, we have so many issues ahead of this particular issue that they're trying to work on. We need to expand I-75. We need the logistics to work really good. We need to, you guys to figure out alternative ways, whether you add express lanes and, or other things so that every nine days when I-75 is shut down, we don't shut down an entire absolute corridor of our community and our state. Um, all of those things, I think, need to be worked out. We really need to take a much better look at, at 19. I think 19, when you drive it and you look at it, it has a significant amount of capacity that is untapped before we start, you know, going this route about, you know, tearing through, you know, and over through the Withlacoochee and the Nellon and those other areas. I mean, I, I tend to I tend to agree with that. Um, I'm just concerned that the FDOT is not just going to give up. And they, they said pretty much that, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's dead for now, but it's not dead forever. Yeah, I, from the FD, I, I don't know what FDOT could say other than that, honestly, Bob. You know, the reality is, is that they have to go back. Uh, this, this whole study was, was formed by uh, Senate Bill 101. Um, and so they have a duty to the legislature to bring back a report um, in December of this year and finalize it so that when the uh, legislature goes back into session uh, next March, that they have an idea of what FDOT wants to do and how they're going to work on it. Um, and so obviously FDOT as the agency can't go saying, oh, well, this is dead forever um, because they have, they have to bring that report back to the legislature. Uh, once that's done, then I think, the legislature will decide where they really want to go from there. Uh, do they absolutely want to do that? Or are they going to take the recommendation of FDOT and work on I-75? And like most of the communities, and uh, I think even DOT staff realize is going to be the best solution. Yeah, you're a, you're a businessman, so you understand uh, business. And uh, you've also brought businesses to Marion County, and that I think that's been huge. So I guess as a, a businessman... Can you see uh, the upside or the advantages to extending uh, the turnpike or any of these other routes, or do you want to focus on 75 and 19? Yeah, I mean, certainly you could make an argument of case uh, in regards to an economic impact on some of these roads. Um, and I think I think the legislature's first uh, thought process was, hey, you know, Florida's growing at a tremendous rate. We don't think it's going to slow down. Uh, we need more than one artery um, that will connect, um, you know, 
basically the I nine the west side of our of, of our state, right? You have I ninety five, you have I seventy five. You need something on the other side. Well, the Sun Coast is coming up, Veterans is coming up. I think those connections will be made, but the reality is how you get from seventy five over to. Uh, that new Western corridor or enhanced Western corridor, I think it still has some other options that are unutilized at this point. Um, you know, even like the, the highway 27, I think it can be done better. I think things can be added to those roadways. And I think before we just, you know, look at all these new routes, we really need to do a study over the next, you know, five, 10 years, um, and and see what what could really be done with existing roadways before we really want to build new ones. Do we really have to do that? And and then, and maybe do a better analysis because the M cores and a, and a bunch of other studies have really shown some of these very very highly sensitive lands that are in our community and some neighboring communities. Um, and and you know once you destroy them, once you run a road through there, you know with that construction, it's all over, Bob. You, you don't get a second shot at it. So. You know, we just we just want to be really careful, in, in, from my perspective. All right. Well, it, while we still have the chance, uh, what are the most pressing issues other than that facing Marion County right now? Well, I think you know Biden's inflation is is really beating us up. I mean, it is everything from our fuel costs, uh, chain, you know, supply chain issues. Uh, you know, this last couple months, I mean, it's been it's been incredibly difficult to get asphalt. Uh, we're having to use, you know, uh, you can't get any hot patch to fix patches in a road. I mean, it's just the simple stuff like that that really hinders the normal operation of of local governments like ours, where you know we're not in we're not in Washington D.C. We're out on the road. We have to we have to make trucks and uh, work and garbage be hauled and and streets get patched. And uh, when when our when our folks continue to jack up fuel prices. Uh, and play games with the economy, it really puts us all at risk. Yeah, and we also, uh, we've been pretty fortunate so far in terms of hurricane season, but you have to be prepared nonetheless. Uh, Marion County, I'm assuming, is is well on their way to being prepared this season. Yeah, we always have, a, we have a great team that continues to work on that all the time. Our emergency management partnership with the uh, sheriff, he does a fantastic job making sure that we run those drills and that uh, between our fire rescue and our sheriff's department, we really make sure that uh, Marion County is prepared. The governor did a great job, as you well know, with all the tax breaks over the summer uh, and getting prepared for, for hurricane season to make sure that you can get the, the tax breaks on those generators and all the supplies for the hurricane. So uh, obviously Floridians know how to do this, but I, I think it's a great message to make sure that we, uh, stay prepared. Every year we have to talk about it, right? <laughs> Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek on the Bob Rose Rewind, and we've got even more to talk to Carl about next. The upside of dealing with growth in businesses. We'll get into that on the flip side. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Rewind on 97.3 The Sky.
Happy Saturday. And back to our guest, Carl Zalik on the Bob Rose Rewind. The upside of dealing with growth and business right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. So we started off talking about turnpike extensions. You're, you're trying to play ball with FDOT, but certainly you're worried about your constituents' needs and wants first and foremost, but uh, you're a realistic guy too. You bring all these businesses to Marion County, uh, a lot of them need transportation. Right. I-75 gets all plugged up. All of a sudden, Marion County and all the warehouses don't look uh, uh, quite as valuable as they once did. Well, and, that, and that's exactly the case is that, you know, as a, as a county commissioner, you don't get to just look at uh, things from one particular angle or one piece of this or that. You have to look at it from a community-wide. You know, years ago when I came to you and we had 14.4% unemployment, now we're down to under 2.8, you look at it and say, wow, we did a great job. Now everybody's like, oh, well, you know, is it growing too fast? Is it doing this? Well, yeah, you you have to have these – listen, our economy's always kind of been a boom and a bust. You need great – you know, what I think is you need good commissioners that know how to balance the difference – in both of those times, you got to broaden where you're getting all your. You don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Uh, equine community, extremely important. Agriculture community, extremely important. But that's not all, especially now. What you have to offer over the last, uh, you know, ten years or whatever, you've really yeah. kind of branched out. Well, and and and, and the reality is, is, people think that roads come up overnight, and you and I know well know that they take you know at least five years to, to incubate and get into yeah. actual construction, and so we already have pre-planned. To make sure that we bring first-class infrastructure to our community, 197 million dollars in road projects that are coming out of the ground over the next five years—it's no little piece of pie. It's a big piece of pie, and you know we're building these segments. You know, uh, for example, 80th Street over there by the World Equestrian Center. We have to four-lane that and bring that in. We've got a are they helping to pay for that? Yeah, everybody has to pay for it. No, I mean the World Equestrian Center. Yeah, they pay a proportionate share of that roadway. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. So any development that comes in that puts pressure on a road to to go from two lanes to four lanes has to pay their proportionate share of development credits and and all those other kinds. And of everybody things. gets to use the the roads that are then. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So that all right, that sounds like a reasonable thing. Well, yeah. I mean, if a subdivision comes in, they have to pay their proportionate share if they, uh, you know, figure if they make an impact on an existing roadway. And so everybody would have to do that. I mean, in a perfect world, you would never have to look toward growth or anything else. But it's it's not. It's not a perfect world. And, you know, you found somebody finds their piece of paradise, unless you can surround yourself with thousands of acres of paradise. Right. It's yeah. very difficult. And, oh, and the point I wanted to make, too, is, you know, there's a certain amount of power that you as a Marion County Commissioner are going to have. But at the end of the day, yep. when the power's in Tallahassee, move in one direction, all of a sudden, you know, what Marion County says and wants to do will take a back seat to what Tallahassee wants to do. Well, and that's why we want to make sure. I mean, people have a lot of very strong opinions, and, and I do as well, but relationships really do matter, and we've built really good relationships with our team, not only at uh, at some of the departments, but also in Tallahassee, and we want to make sure when our folks really need us to come to bat, we got the power to do so. Yeah, if you alienate all the powers that be and, to, and you're going you know, to doctor no, that might not help you yeah. in the event that something's going to be forced upon you. Now they're not even going to listen to you for this for different choices in the right. matter. They're going to go, no, we played with you long enough. You said no. 
we're moving through yep. and uh yeah we're going to take this well and you property. look at our community you look we have a, a tremendous amount of growth going on right now but we also have been able to put 60 percent of our community into conservation we have hundreds of thousands of acres in the ocala national forest we put another couple hundred thousand acres into preservation in the farmland preservation area you know and so when you look at it, if you want to be in those preservation areas, if you want to be on those farms, we have those set up. Uh, and and you protected. Want to be, yeah, if you want to be in the urban growth boundary, uh, p- part of the comp plan, there's going to be more density there. There's going to be more traffic there. But that's how the communities are set up so that people know what to expect. You also uh, have something going on. What's Project Angus Teaser? Like, I would never, like, tease a bull. But no. what does this mean? <laughs> so the project is a, is kind of the code name that they give because they haven't been able to reveal it yet. But the uh, Chamber and Economic uh, Partnership announced that they are in the process of bringing another huge industrial leader to Marion County. Uh, should this project come to fruition, it will be the community's largest single investment and job creation announcement yet. You can't just sit, just between you and me. Just what? between you and me? Yes. Yeah, sh- sh- well, sh- your, your microphone's still what on, is Bob. Uh, uh, what I'll, is it? I'll tell you after the show. Ooh, that's better than donuts. Oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Are but we really time already? Yes. You talk too much, bro. 1.2 to 2.5 million in annual in the city ad valorem revenue, and it will be a major city utility customer for the city part of it. Uh, additionally, 8.6 million potential funds through match uh, the at the airport's capital improvement plan through 2031. So. This, this is a big player, uh, a, a big opportunity for Marion County. As you and I well know, uh, we're, you know we're, we're bringing them in. Hopefully we can land this, uh, land this and bring it back ABC, to our community. ABC, Carl, ABC, what does that mean? Angus. Always be closing. Always be closing. Yeah. The ABC's Make the deal happen. <laughs> well, we're going to close it, and then I'll bring it back to your show. Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek on the Bob Rose Rewind. I hope you're having a happy, happy Saturday. A last, but certainly not least, another candidate for Alachua County School Board. This is Ray Holt. And what is he going to do to try to make our schools better? Let's ask him on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Happy Saturday and welcome to the Bob Rose Rewind. Ray Holt joins us now. He is running for Alachua County School Board, and we're going to ask him how he can improve Alachua County schools right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Ray. How you doing? Good morning, Bob and Greg. Thank you for having me. So you got a wonderful, beautiful, healthy family. Life is good out on the farm. And what would motivate a guy who gets to be in nature every day and has a great life? What would motivate you uh, to want to run for a school board position? Well, that's a good question. Um, 
But I think we can all put ourselves back in 2020 when the pandemic hit and uh, my business was shut down for three months. Gave me some time to think and about what's most important. And I started paying attention to our schools and I found that our kids are not well. You know, only 47 percent of our kids are reading and doing math at grade level. Let that sink in. You know, 53 percent of our kids are not at grade level. Our transportation department is a shambles. They're leaving kids at school bus stops. We have a significant behavior problem, and teachers are leaving because of it. Our facilities are falling apart. I've talked to people in schools all over the county. Um, They have air conditioning problems. They have roof leaks. In Hawthorne, they have sewage running down the hall. We need some folks to come in there and make some tough decisions and turn our schools around. When it comes to curriculum, and and you use the pandemic as an example, is that when you kind of looked over the shoulder of of your kids and became maybe aware to a greater extent of what was being taught? Yeah, I think we all saw the Zoom when they went to Zoom school, and people started noticing what was going on, the craziness all over, and and it's in our local schools as well. And uh, we don't have time for that. We need to focus on getting our kids reading and doing math at grade level um, particularly from that kindergarten to third grade, you know, from from kindergarten to third grade, they learn to read. And then from then on, they read to learn. So that is the key point where we need to focus. I don't think anybody could argue with that. And the governor kind of backed it all up by making sure that kids K through third weren't going to be uh, facing some sort of gender-based curriculum of of questioning their sexuality and all that. Was that, is that part of the uh, issue that, that caused alarm for you? Yeah, I think that um, we don't have time for that. And, you know, parents need to be in charge of that. Um, I'm a father of three, and uh, that's my responsibility. Yeah, it, and, and the other thing is, is it's um, the materials, if you actually looked at it, uh, State Senator Keith Perry showed us some actual materials that were being taught to sixth graders in Alachua County Schools. And the language in there would make you and I blush. Uh, it was, it's just absurd and over the top. And I, I agree with you. Look, this is a parental thing, and shoving this uh, on a kid when their brain isn't developed and their thought process doesn't work that way is really, I, I'll, I'll say the word, I think it's grooming. I think it's uh, a terrible thing. Yeah, I've seen those materials you're talking about, and uh, they're from PK Young, and, and they're They're horrible. They're everything that you might be imagining right now. So you're saying a little less time pushing this kind of social agenda, this equity stuff. What about um, CRT? Has that, to your knowledge, have have they taken that out of the school system in Alachua County? Well, I'm I'm not in the school system right now, so I don't have access to all their curriculum. But I'll tell you how I feel about it. You know, I think um, every one of our kids... Um, is equal in the eyes of God. I think that every child is fully capable um, and and should all be treated equally. Yeah, that's uh, you know there was a phrase, a term a long time ago that came out. It was um, you know the soft racism of low expectations, uh, and that has done nothing but damage kids, especially if they're black or Hispanic. That's damaged them when adults are telling them, don't worry, you can't help it. Um, You'll never be able to perform to this degree. But there's been several studies done that said that is complete hogwash. And what you're doing by telling a kid that, you're actually damaging them. Yeah, I mean, if you're 
God forbid, if you tell my child, if you don't hold my child accountable for misbehavior, you're not doing my child any favors. You're doing them a disservice. That's right. Look, you look back at it and some of the teachers that in the day you maybe weren't huge fans of, but the ones that pushed you harder and made you work harder, the ones you look back as an adult and go, those were the good teachers. Because they're going to be 18 one day, and when they get out in the world and they don't get a, a stern talking to for, um, for misbehavior, for fright, for fights, or, uh, or whatever else, um, and, uh, and they'll be arrested and they'll say, well, why? I, I thought I was just going to get a stern talking to. Do you have an idea or a plan what you would do to try to retain teachers and to draw uh, people into becoming teachers? Well, I am an advocate of constant recruitment. We need to be constantly recruiting um, the best and the brightest um, so that we can afford the opportunities sometimes to maybe replace someone who's not a five. We want all of our teachers, and we want our teachers to stay in there for the long haul. Um, a lot of the teachers are leaving, uh, moving into administration or out of the teaching profession entirely after they've got about five or seven years or so. They've started a family, and the salary schedule is not keeping up with their needs. And we want our best teachers to be in there for 20-plus years. Well, and, and if you're going to pay them, that means that, you know, property taxes may have to go up as a result. And um, in Alachua County, they already have some of the highest property taxes in the state. Do you feel like uh, that could be a burden there? Well, I, I can tell you that, uh, one, we have more taxes coming into our schools right now uh, than most other counties because we have two voter uh, referendums, uh, the half penny and the mill, that provides additional funding. It's not a funding problem. It's a prioritization problem. That's what I was just going to ask you. So it's a matter of priority. Along those same lines, uh, you mentioned what would be capital expenses, the transportation costs. Are they, you saying mechanically, they're not keeping up with the buses, for instance? Well, uh, the uh, the transportation problem that I see um, is that they're not showing up and picking up our, our kids on time. And I'm an advocate of at least exploring the option of privatizing our transportation department. Um, I grew up in Jacksonville, and uh, they've been privatized for years. Um, they had mom and pops when I was a kid. They had a company called First Student a few years back. There are several national organizations that have a much better record than we do. That uh, sounds like that would be worth uh, exploring for sure. And then the other capital expenses would be, you know, on infrastructure, the schools themselves, like you mentioned, the air conditioning, leaky roofs. Um, you think there's enough capital income-wise coming in, and that's just a matter of how you spend it? Well, we have to re reprioritize the classroom over the boardroom. We've got uh, a lot of administrative staff um, that could be focused more on classroom activities. Um, we have some schools that are sitting at about 30% right now. Um, 30% what? Administration of, of, versus teaching staff? 30% of their capacity. So we have several schools within a couple of miles of one another that are sitting at 30% of their capacity. Why not combine those schools, you can close down one of the schools and then put those additional dollars into the classroom. Sounds like you're going to use my superpower called logic. I don't know how far that'll get you in this county, but um, no, we're seriously, uh, everything that you brought up, it, 
they are all sound ideas, I guess, with the next, you know, take the next 30 seconds minute and tell us why Ray Holt uh, should get elected for school board in Alachua County for District 3. Well, I'll tell you, I think that what I bring to the table is a lot of experience. Uh, I run a farm right now, but that isn't what I've always done. Um, I've worked for most of my life in local government, so I've done public budgeting. I've done union negotiations, which is a big deal. Um, and and I'm more than that, I'm the guy who's going to make those tough decisions and stand behind them. Um, we need some people who are willing to make those tough decisions. Um, so... I would just ask for all of your listeners to go out there and vote. You know, I need I need the rosebuds and the uh, uh, Darlene's out there to go and not only go vote, but we need them to get on their phones and text everybody. We need turnout desperately. And if you can vote early, that's great. We don't want to leave this up to Election Day and have a, a busted pipe. Well, people have complained <laughs> about the way things, yeah, the way things are done. Uh, here, but yet turnout for local elections has been uh, pitiful, 10 to 14 percent on average. Now they moved it to the fall. Of course, you've got the primary you've got to get through first, but... Uh, it's actually all over on August 23rd. There are only two people. In, in all four of those school board races, there are only two uh, candidates, so everything's over on August 23rd. Ah, so uh, a greater sense of urgency and call to action. Good Absolutely. job. And... Uh, Lazy farmers, there are not too many of those, are there? No. Yeah. Cause, because you work hard and the product is what you have to sell if you're not successful. Exactly. We, um, I mean, I enjoy working with my farm. We actually have an event center on our farm up in La Crosse. Um, but I, I felt like, you know, when I'm gone, I mean, what is my life going to have stood for? And, and right now, this is what I can do. Purpose and legacy, and he's got uh, he's got a family, three kids. We appreciate your time this morning, and we wish you the best. Thank you, guys. That's Ray Holt, candidate for Alachua County School Board, on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks to all my guests, including Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek and Daniel Fisher, Alachua County School Board candidate as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Bob Rose Rewind. We appreciate the support. Make sure you tune in Monday morning as I fly to Dublin, but Greg Cassidy is going to bring you an awesome show on the Bob Rose Show, Monday morning starting at 6 on 97.3 The Sky. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.